Hello, and welcome back to another episode of They Made Another One, where each week we discuss off-forgotten installments in a franchise and see if you should check it out all for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Mitch, and with me I've got Corey. Man, I feel like I'm being attacked with this. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I need uh, Code 42. Say- it's Parents' Day. <laughs> <laughs> who said that, Corey? I actually don't know. Yeah, who who said it? <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta put it to. I want to know. I get chewed out every years. week. Wait, didn't didn't Cody Banks say it was Parents' Day? The titular Cody Banks, I think. We're gonna go with that, but yeah. I'm gonna fact check you, and then uh, the notes are gonna be ruthless. <laughs> the reviews that we're gonna get. Okay, so we've got we've got Corey and Liam. In the words of Cody Banks, Agent Cody Banks, go write that on your lunchbox and smoke it. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Okay, and we have two very special guests. We have my sisters, Devin and Paige. Devin? This one's from Captain Squishy. Remember, kid, (laughs) trust nobody, including me. And Paige. Um, My quote is from... uh, It's from a variety of people. It's, what is for pudding? I think he means dessert. <laughs> and then chocolate surprise. <laughs> you put an accent in there and everything? Yes. Oh, this is going to be... So that was this is nice. a Kudrowski family reunion on the podcast. Yeah. Mitch hasn't talked to these people in at least two decades. Yeah. yeah. We actually, the second we were born, October 1st, 1997, we just went different ways. Yeah. Long time, first time. Um, I guess first things first, we should probably introduce Devin and Paige a bit more. What should people know about you guys aside from being Mitch's sisters? What's, what's the, what's the gossip? What's the details? The gossip is we're colossal Agent Cody Banks, two fans. (laughs) We cannot wait to be featured on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's honestly a great honor to be, uh, invited onto the they made another one um we, we just uh we love a great great movie <laughs> here here specifically <laughs> if it's based in london and at a musical school but that's neither here nor and, there. and features music that's like from a band that's like kind of like the clash sound alike <laughs> man this is gonna be great i'm already stoked okay and so i you we already know it's very clear You've got a lot of affection for Agent Cody Banks to Destination London because you're human and your heart beats. Who doesn't? <laughs> but, you know, this makes me wonder as how did you get here? Where did where did this love of this movie come from? Has this been like a long time staple? Oh, like what's the what's the situation? We are there? so deranged. We are <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't even know because we don't. I got even, the DVD for Christmas one year. Yeah, we don't like even back have in 04. admiration for the first one. Like, I could care less about Hillary Duff being in the first Agent Cody Banks. It's just like all about the second one. Isn't that the truth? I feel like, too, it just like it's something our family, like, we quote certain things and we have been every single year since the year we watched it whenever it was released yeah it's it's very nostalgic (laughs) yeah okay it's sacred truly (laughs) and and so like are are your parents in on it like if if you're throwing quotes out does everybody get it like same page like 
oh yeah we're doing that classic cody banks humor <laughs> or like <laughs> um, i'm gonna keep it real uh i think it's more so the three of us who get a good kick out of it i don't know i, don't I know think if they Bob stopped karen necessarily are in I, on the bit i, I feel like i've heard attention. dad i've heard dad say like chocolate surprise before but i feel like if if i pressed him to like attribute the quote he probably couldn't yeah he'd buckle for sure yeah. <laughs> 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 which is a, quite a testament to you guys and how much you quote the movie then if he's able to recount chocolate surprise that's amazing <laughs> well that's famously anytime it's dessert well, time yeah i was home. gonna say i think i think we tried to pressure our parents to make us chocolate surprise but it just wasn't to the same standard yeah, we didn't as have like the, the princess movie. bride grinding tool they used to mix up yeah. the mars bar that, that rustic like oat <laughs> yeah. press or whatever he's using the pit of despair yeah, press. in his downton abbey kitchen and so what is it about this movie then so like no no love for agent cody banks one hillary duff get ben <laughs> like why is what was it about <laughs> It this. sounds like it was just in their house. <laughs> no, but like I'm to it was the out. only movie we had because <laughs> it was there. It's what I, we had. But like, Mitch, you said you got it on DVD. It, it implies to me that there was some kind of like further reason. Well, um, but if not, that's cool. Like, I, get I can't it. speak. I can't speak for like the other two, but like I know I got it for Christmas, like around like oh four oh five when it came out on DVD. And I was, like, obsessed. <laughs> I was like obsessed with like spy shit at that time, like like chit like like kid spy stuff, like yeah, like scholastic like, book fair ads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so like I would get like those like sunglasses that would help you like see behind you, uh, with like those like mirrors. Those are called so you, mirrors. Yeah, yeah. like the mirrored sunglasses. Um, I would also get. Uh, I had this like wristwatch that I could use to like record things but it was like massive because it had like two double a batteries <laughs> and it like, took shot a, really and it, like i don't know it was like enormous on my wrist and i also had like these motion detector things and like the scholastic book fair like spy book thing so i think like this was just a natural fit i was and gonna say i just know mom was fuming when she sent you with 20 dollars to get a book <laughs> and you came back with spy gear <laughs> Mom, I'm a special agent. <laughs> Mom, like I'm someone's like got to save Banks. the world. <laughs> so, Mitch, when you had all this stuff, was there any like particular uh, crimes or troubles that you were that you ended up getting yourself into? That Did you, you were harassed looking? your family, or were you just like running around your house with it on your wrist? Oh, I'm sure I like ran amok, but I can remember like wearing those mirrored sunglasses and playing like cops and robbers at lunch, and like walking through the portables and just like making sure nobody was tailing me. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you've got very important like yeah. eight-year-old documents yeah we've, <laughs> i gotta smuggle some granola bars like over by the fence oh man yeah why the fuck did scholastic book fairs sell that i don't know stuff yeah they really said books are five dollars but if you want this spy gear it's 35 <laughs> enjoy yeah. it if you want this edible eraser like here you go yeah i remember spending all my money on a poster of a giant dog like that was taking over New York City, but it was like singing Oh Canada. I don't know. That's crazy. Every every element you added made that insane. Yeah. That was a weird element of like Canadian nationalism. <laughs> the scholastic book for has a propaganda to uh, address. We will crush the New Yorkers <laughs> with dogs. They're like handing out pamphlets. Like 
very patriotic pamphlets, man. Okay. Um, so I guess all that leaves us to wonder now is Liam, you're, uh, I think famously not, uh, one of their siblings. So your experience with agent Cody Banks might be different. Um, did you have like a big attachment to Agent Cody Banks at all, or Agent Cody Banks to Destination London, the hit two thousand four film starring Frankie Muniz? No, no, I did not. Um, <laughs> I remember, I like I, I would catch the movies on TV, probably mixing them up. My closest memory associated with the second one is uh, it happened in like twenty, probably like twenty fourteen, my senior year of high school. I had some friends over for a sleepover, um, and Bean, he, he was on a previous episode, you guys, he was on to talk about Girl Meets World. My friend Bean, he brought over, uh, he was in charge of bringing over the movie for us to watch that night, and you know, like typically we would watch, um, I remember one night we watched The Shining, one night we watched The Blair Witch Project, just like creepy sleepover movies, and, and, and stuff from my collection, and Bean is in charge of bringing over the movies, and, and Bean, like, he's got all the Saw movies at his house, he bought all the paranormal activities at one point, so he's he's good to go, we know that he's, he's gonna bring over something real nice, and Bean shows up with a copy of Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London, <laughs> we were like... We were like, what the, f- why do you have Agent Cody Banks too? And he was like, I just wanted to watch it. Um, and so we put it on at like 2 a.m. I don't think any of us made it through the entire movie, but uh, um, he he was also another kid that had a DVD copy of it. So you guys aren't totally alone. And then besides that, um, Cody Banks most prominently exists in my life because in the 10th grade, I showed up to the first day of school in my communications class, you know, where you like work on Photoshop and stuff. And I sat next to a kid who I had never seen before. And, uh, we, we got friendly and, uh, maybe like two <laughs> weeks, <laughs> we, we, we discovered our sexualities together. And then about, and then about two weeks into the class, I realized that I didn't even know what his name was. We, we talked every day. We explored each other's bodies, but I had no idea what his name was. And, uh, was that agent Cody Banks? Was that his name? And he, I said, yo, what's your name? And he told me that his name was Travis and I had known him for two weeks up until this point. And so I guess I just... I, I got to know him really well, and he didn't seem like a Travis to me two weeks in. And I said, actually, you kind of look more like a Cody to me, you know, like like an agent Cody Banks. That's where my mind went. Um, <laughs> I told him that. And then so from that point on, I just I would call him Cody, Cody Banks, Banks, agent Cody Banks. And um, <laughs> now, 10 years later, he, he became, you know, in our friend group and stuff. We, we all it was a small school. So all our friends became uh, close with him. And for the last 10 years, anyone has uh, only ever called him banks. Like that's, that's what his name is in our friend group. Now that's it. Does he still look like Cody banks? He never looked like Cody banks. He just looked like his name was Cody. And the first Cody I would, I could think of was Cody banks. And then that evolved to him just being called banks. And uh, then that was his name for like, for the rest of our lives, basically. That's pretty iconic. Just yeah, had that CIA it. demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's got like a the Cody like Impressions he Agency. He frequented the Scholastic Book Fair. I could just tell. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was it with the early two thousands and like this like spy renaissance that we were having? Because like Spy Kids was popping, Cody Banks was popping. Like 
Yeah, were you into the spy stuff, Corey? Um, I don't recall ever buying any Scholastic's Book Fair like spy gear. Um, but look, we we weren't all rolling in cash for spy <laughs> gear. But um, I I recall um, like being into it, like thinking it was cool, but just sort of being like, but also like, what what would I use it for at my house? I guess. I wanted to. I guess I wanted to aspire to bigger spy feats than I was capable of at the time. So never really followed up on that. Everyone has to start somewhere, man. True. Like I could start committing petty crimes now, and by like next year, I could be arrested for like like bank robbery if I really wanted to be. Why would you? Let's hope the cops aren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly oh, like, in minecraft uh for real like why wait a year <laughs> um yeah but uh i'm kind of in a similar boat uh to liam i don't um you i don't also have had a friend named banks i was actually about to say except for that part mm. um but just sort of the like agent cody banks existed and i was aware of it but i don't know if i was really having the kadrosky family experience of <laughs> Agent Cody Banks and kind so of so few people are. I would imagine. <laughs> really, mostly. Th- I think it's mostly three people are really having that. It's a particular. Cult. It's experience. a cult of three. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're on the podcast, though. You're hoping you can convert some people. Yeah, we I need a like, wider audience. Yeah, <laughs> you're like on that. the wrong podcast for that. <laughs> Damn, Liam, you're gonna say that while we're making the show. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I feel like. You know, there's also just something fun about knowing that there's just like agent. Co- there's a group of agent Cody Banks obsessed tr- triplets in the world that just love a good bit. Oh, I think that's special. A sucker just beating that bit to death. <laughs> years and years of us just recycling the same jokes. <laughs> is is there any movie for you guys that's on like higher up on the on the totem pole of movies you guys joke about, or like is Cody Banks too truly the, the top? Troll 2 is pretty much I was going to say, yeah. Troll 2 is up oh, there. Oh, yeah. Her. You yeah. guys are all in on Troll 2, hey? Well, I think Mitchell, whenever we had an iPad, whenever we were, like, very young, um, we only had, like, one movie on it, and it was no, Troll 2. No, we had two. two. We had two it was, movies. like, Troll 2 and Footloose were the only two we no, had on iPad. <laughs> so we would, like, go to Toronto or something for the weekend, and we'd watch Troll 2, like, three times on the way down. So oh, my god, Kind of tough to not be a it's, fan. It's definitely a family affair. <laughs> kind of wish i grew up in your guys family yeah the now. taste in movies here is just like elevated beyond what most families can achieve i think we have mitch to thank for that <laughs> <laughs> wow and now he's just like hey do you guys want to watch swashbucklers and everybody goes i guess sure yeah sometimes i when mitch was going through a swashbuckler phase i would watch <laughs> the swashbucklers with him <laughs> yeah She's seen The Prisoner of Zenda. Yeah. Who hasn't? Who among us has Famously, I have not. Devin has not. <laughs> I was, I was not around for the Swashbuckler phase. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> you guys so sound so nice entertaining uh, each other's tastes or maybe just having the same taste. Do you guys draw the line anywhere where Mitch has been like, yo, watch... Um, the leopard it's like 16 hours yeah when, it's so, three yeah. yeah when Mitchell recommends like a foreign film from like the first year movies were ever made and it's like four hours long i'm like i'm gonna have to pass like if you- that, that is just pure hyperbole i've never done that 
He's like, watch this on your own. And I'm like, I can't do that. Mitch is like, this movie's great. It looks like the train's coming toward the screen. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably where I draw the line with Mitchell. Man, I was hoping to find like some support. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep having my family on, on and even worse. No, everyone's <laughs> dishing on me. I don't think no, I don't we think love Mitchell you. even recommends movies to me anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> like you've just made your opinions very clear, and he's just yeah. like, okay, whatever. I watch I watch hot garbage, and Mitchell just can't get behind it, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I watch a lot of hot garbage on account of the show. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> No, not all of it's bad. I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I will say I I agree with Liam. It seems like you there is just like a great like sibling vibe radiating here that like is nice because it doesn't feel like malicious. I feel like so many so many fucking like sibling relationships have this weird level of like fuck that guy. <laughs> and it's like now we're watching Troll Two a bunch. <laughs> A bunch. We're yeah. talking, about, talking about video nows and shit. We're yeah, homies. Tr- oh my gosh! If I tried to get my brother to watch Agent Cody Banks two with me, he would have fucking leg dropped me. No <laughs> way. I have a distinct memory of a uh, in 2011 when that Muppets movie came out that Jason Siegel was in. I was super stoked on it, um, and I got the soundtrack. I loved the songs, and my dad was driving me and my brother to high school. My brother's about three years older than me, so I was a freshman. My brother was a senior, and um, I put the CD in. That was going to be the the soundtrack of our ride to school, and like not 20 seconds in, my brother was like, turn this shit off, and I was crushed because I wasn't even playing it like a joke. Like I just wanted to vibe to the Muppets, and my brother was not down so this is very nice what's that song man or muppet that's yeah am i a a man or am i a muppet that's right my brother didn't even he didn't even wait to get into the chorus i (laughs) I guess he's more of a man than a muppet i guess (laughs) Guess so oh man so um we're not here to talk about muppets though we are here to talk about the titular agent cody banks and i'm just gonna give like a quick well, as quick as possible, like a cast and crew rundown. It's it's a it's kind of long, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens here. Um, uh, the director of this movie is Kevin Allen. Uh, he doesn't have very many directing credits, but he was an actor in Spice World, Ooh. which Ooh. feels equally relevant. Kevin Allen is a genius <laughs> icon, cinematic visionary. Yeah, <laughs> I was moved to tears when he got his Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar in 2004, immediately after Agent Cody. <laughs> <Yeah. Banks. laughs> um, <laughs> this movie has uh, three writers um, because they really you can't cram all of this <laughs> sort of intellectual power into one mind. Um, You've got Harold Zwart, who uh, is the director of the original Agent Cody Banks. He actually didn't end up coming back because of like um, argument over money with the studio. Uh, he also directed uh, the Pink Panther two and uh, the Karate Kid from 2010. So you might hear from that guy again. Uh, and then that was also written with Dylan Sellers, um, who is mostly just like a producer on a bunch of Cinderella stuff. Uh, and then also Don Reimer took a pass at it he wrote rio one and two that movie about birds and also uh surfs up one and two that movie about penguins 
and the Santa Claus to that movie about Tim Allen. So he's a sequels guy. He's a sequels guy. Respect. We like him. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like someone needs a feature on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's our kind That's of right. guy. Yeah. We're big da- uh, Don Reimer people. Um, <laughs> and then the characters are created by Jeffrey Jurgensen, who uh, his other credit, if you could believe it, was Agent Cody Banks. Um, also, I'm just really quick. I'm just realizing uh, in the 2000s, we also had Kim Possible, which I'm only now dawning on me was also just spy shit. The, yeah. I mean, totally like, spies. Like there, there was such a dude. saturation of. Wasn't Geronimo Stilton a spy? No, he was a journalist. Oh. If it is the same thing, Mitch, you've actually just been pursuing this spy yeah. thing for your entire life. Well, we already knew that. Famously, Mitch was a spy as a kid. <laughs> That's right. It was the natural progression. <laughs> I was a sleeper agent as a kid. Yeah. On just Discord right now, the... my name is just Clover from Totally Spies. I think Totally Spies is due for like a reboot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still holds up. Have you been watching it? <laughs> uh, I've been looking at pics occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so cursed. Oh, <laughs> uh, dare I ask what kind? No, let's just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the editor of this movie has nothing to do with Totally Spies. Um, his name's Andrew McRitchie. Um, he edited a James Bond movie, a Yet to Die Another Day, so more spy stuff. Um, and That's also a good a few, one. That's like underrated. A few episodes of The Terror, which really seems like some Mitch shit to watch. I love The Terror. See? See? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great a show. Old, I mean, just a bunch of old guys on a boat freezing to death or whatever. With lead poisoning? I mean, what can't Jared Harris do? <laughs> exactly. Isn't Chernobyl? He gets a lot of different poisonings, I guess. Um, yeah, the cinematography the best for that. Cinematography is by a guy. Um, I think his name in, is French, so I'm gonna say Denis Croissant. But no, C R O S S A N T. C-R-O-S-S-A-N. That literally sounds like a fake name. <laughs> Denis sounds like Mitchell's undercover name of human. <laughs> he was my childhood spy contact in Paris. Look, man, it might also be Dennis Crossan, but that sounds equally fake. Like <laughs> Denis Croissant. That sounds like a guy who's. <laughs> that sounds like a guy who's had one too many run-ins with Lamook. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Anyway, Denis over here. Um, he shot the movie Melancholia, but not the one you're thinking of. Okay. Um, and also, uh, the Pink Panther two, the original Agent Cody Banks, and also uh, for Liam, I know what you did last summer. Very nice. Yeah. It's a good movie. A classic. Yeah. Tale as old yeah, as time. Sure. Um, the music is by Mark Thomas, who did Sean the Sheep, uh, <laughs> and also a movie called The Booze Cruise 3, The Scattering. <laughs> <laughs> I have no All idea right. what that means. One second, I gotta change my pick for next week. Uh, <laughs> <got> <laughs> I would love to know what that movie could like possibly be about. The Booze Cruise 3, The Scattering. <laughs> Um, and also, I wanted to mention that one of the executive producers on this movie is Jason Alexander from yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, and Madonna. 
No shit. What? Madonna. How did I, how did I miss that? <laughs> yep. Madonna. She right? just like a massive agent Cody Banks fan. She was like, I must come on for the sequel. I know exactly where we no, can she, take this she did the first and the second. Whoa. But I only yeah. found that out last night. We have to do a quick sidebar. I'm going to pull up Madonna on IMDb. and uh, Fact check me. No, I believe you. But I, I believe you, but I want to see what other movies Madonna considered important enough to produce that weren't. To be fair, it would be insane if Paige just made all of this up. <laughs> it would be, I'm not, no, I, it would be one of the funniest things anybody had ever done. Okay, this is, you guys are maybe not going to believe me. Um, she hasn't produced that many movies. So in terms of stuff that doesn't appear to be about Madonna, there's only like four more that aren't just agent Cody banks one and two, hmm. which I is gotta crazy. Know what they are, um, they are 30 days until I'm famous, which apparently has Udo Kier and Carmen Electra in it. And also Alana Ubeck, who we like on this show. Um, a documentary. Wait, no, she's just Madonna and that. That doesn't count. Um, anything where Madonna's playing Madonna, I feel like that shouldn't count. Um, and that might be all of these. So she was actually just like, yeah, I'm going to produce the, the three best movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, and then like, I'm gonna you know, it's going to be a banger. Agent Cody Banks. So <laughs> like you're joking, but so far, the only thing I've been able to find where Madonna had any other role beyond no other role beyond producing it is Agent Cody Banks one and two. Everything else she like directed or is in or something. Yeah, when I saw the credit last night, I was losing my mind. Imagine being in a room with Jason Alexander, Madonna, and Agent Cody Banks. Like, yeah, I don't. And Frankie Frankie Muniz is in character. That's my dream blend rotation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh, we need to put a spy on this case to figure out what was going on. Was Madonna being blackmailed or something? (laughs) Yeah, was someone sick? Denise Croissant on this. Crack that case. Mitch, you might need to come out of retirement. I told the CIA that I was out of the game. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> Cody Banks 3 is going to be like a, a meta movie where the Cody Banks movies exist in the universe. It's going to be the new, the new nightmare out. of all the <laughs> Cody Banks movies. Cody Banks starts like a military coup in like a, in like a country because he works for the CIA. <laughs> Oh, She's like he, yeah, he goes to like a fictional South American country and just like overthrows the government. Pretty much, but he does it with like funny spy gadgets, so it's fine. So, someone send this podcast to Madonna ASAP. <laughs> we know a guy who knows a guy who can get us to Madonna. Um, speaking of people that are roughly as cool as Madonna, Frankie Muniz is in this movie. Um, he's Cody Banks. If you've heard of him, Agent Cody Banks, mm-hmm. you might also know him from um, like Malcolm in the Middle and stuff, and also Agent Cody Banks one. <laughs> I gotta be honestly, Agent Cody Banks too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Have you guys seen a uh, Big Fat Liar? Huge. Yeah, yeah, huge I, liar seen, or like huge movie. <laughs> huge movie, huge liar, both irrelevant. <laughs> I've seen it about as much as I've seen the Cody Banks movies, which is like it was on on oh. TV. I remember bits of it, and it also has a forgotten sequel. If you guys ever want to come back, what? bigger, fatter liar. What? I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, from from like the last ten years. So which I think one did it's they turn a the guy blue in? That's, that's that one. 
That, that first one. Okay. That's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Don't you fucking lie to me. <laughs> Actually, isn't that Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory technically? Yeah. Uh, With Johnny Depp? No. Johnny Depp's no. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. And then the Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate oh. Factory, isn't it? Yes, but the studio just like changed it. Like I saw an interview with like Daryl Zanuck and they, they, they like just like changed it just for the sake of like. Is Daryl Zanuck another super spy? No, he's like. Uh, maybe it wasn't Daryl's and it could have been his son, but yeah, he was just like a producer for 20th Century Fox, I think. They it, was the, it was with Zanuck and Robert Evans, and they were talking about why they changed the name. Well, Anthony Anderson's in this movie. Um, he's in uh, Scream 4, and also Scary Movie 3 and 4, uh, and also Romeo Must Die, and also <laughs> The Departed. <laughs> Wait, sorry, who were we talking about? Anthony Anderson. He's oh, you're, you're, you're omitting an important one. Kangaroo Jack? Transformers? Oh. Yeah, Transformers. Oh, Kangaroo Jack was huge. <laughs> I was in on that one. Mate. <laughs> Should we do that? Did they sequelize that one? Do we need to get an Australian? They did, yeah. It was that? it was like called like Kangaroo Jack, like goes to the USA or something. <laughs> no shit. Kangaroo Jack Good Day USA 2004. That's unreal. Why why is the only joke when a movie has an Australian person in it that they're just aggressively Australian? Like how have we not come up with anything else than that? I mean once you've come up with the best joke, why stray from it? <laughs> There's a guy in Kangaroo Jack 2, it's the same actor who played Jar Jar Banks. It must be a good movie. Hmm. Alright, I'm changing my pick for next week again. <laughs> um and then we've got Hannah Spirit who plays Emily who again was literally in S Club 7, the most important musical act of our generation, and also Seed of Chucky. So Liam, you've probably seen her before pretty recently. Right. Yeah. Um, Keith Allen plays Victor Diaz. He He's was great. He uh, 24-hour party people. He's also a Shallow Grave, Danny Boyle. That's a wonderful yeah. movie. And uh, and also like Kingsman, The Golden Circle, if we ever wanted to talk about more spy shit again. The amount of spy movies I'm realizing that are in this fucking list is driving me genuinely insane. Like, we've got several more coming up that haven't been mentioned yet. Um, Cynthia Stevenson is Cody Banks' mom. She's uh, in Air Bud's seventh inning fetch, famous for being the second episode of this show. Uh, and also Jennifer's Body, which is pretty cool. Daniel Roebuck is uh, Agent Cody Banks' dad. He is in The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. <laughs> and also uh, Final Destination. And a chancellor is uh, Lady Josephine Kensworth, a.k.a. the most British fucking possible name imaginable. Uh, she's in What a Girl Wants, another movie where they just put an American in Britain and then Great make movie. jokes happen. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever make a sequel to that? Did we no. ever find out like what a boy wants or like what Amanda Bynes is doing now? Or I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, think dude. No, they did in 2019. Did. What men want came out, and it was just the other way around. What is this men real? <laughs> yes. Why is it yeah. men? Why did it go from a girl to men? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe sure like what a man wants. What a what a boy wants. <laughs> no, it's what men want. <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> it sounds creepy, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, this actress is also in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, and also, speaking, we talked about Funny Games earlier. She's in a movie called The Dreamers, which has one of the guys from the remake of Funny Games in it. Yeah, it has Michael yeah. Pitt. Yeah, yeah, great movie. It's a Bertolucci film. <laughs> it might be the second best movie, actually. Ever made? 
Yeah. Behind this one. <laughs> okay. You wait uh, and see. We've got uh, James Faulkner as Lord Duncan Kensworth. He was on Game of Thrones. And also Atomic Blonde, which I'm going to consider as also being spy-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also Bridget Jones's Diary, which I'm also going to consider as being spy-related. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole like F-plot about sp- spies. Wait, have we seen the same Bridget Jones? <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just like astral projecting as I watch the movie, and I'm just seeing stuff that like not everybody's. Seeing. Don't liken Bridget Jones to a Denis Croissant. <laughs> um, Dan, uh, David Kelly plays Trivial Jenkins. Um, he is in that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake that we just fucking talked about. Um, and also the movie Stardust, which Liam does not like. What? Liam. You guys like Stardust? I don't know what, what that is. You oh, know, I gosh, watched I... it for the first time a couple months ago. Dude, I should have known. Yes, so, so did I. So did we. <laughs> uh, I think it's an absolute treat. I think it's what is great. It? <laughs> I really liked it. I'm saying if you were to tell me what it's about, I'm a little hazy. It's like a, a star who is a human. <laughs> <laughs> a star falls to earth as a human woman. And um, a man wants to become a man. A boy wants to become a man. <laughs> so he's going to like Claim rescue him? her. And also cross-dressing Robert De Niro is there. Iconic. Uh, that's about the gist of it. I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah, pretty much. I'd say you did a good job there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a clean version of The Nightman Cometh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. I was that little boy that little. <laughs> Little baby boy was me. Okay, I gonna... once was a boy, but now I am a man. I fought the nightman, right. lived Does as he just day do this man. sometimes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to rattle off the, the remainder here pretty quick just so we can get to the good stuff. Um, we've got Santiago Segura, who was in uh, Hellboy and also Blade 2. Uh, Connor Widows plays Cody Banks' brother. He's in Freddy Got Fingered, which I want to mention because that movie title makes me laugh every time I hear it. Um, Keith David is the director of the CIA. Uh, he's in like The Thing and They Live and a bunch of good movies. And then we've got Paul Kay, Mark Williams, Rod Silvers, Jack Stanley, Olivia Adams, Don Jones, Joshua Brody, Sarah McNichols, Layla Isaac, Alfie Allen, and Kieran Nelson, and that sort of rounds out like the orchestra, and all those all those folks, and also Kumar, the taxi King. guy slash spy tech genius. Um, so this movie's about Cody Banks. Um, I don't. If you need to know more than that, I don't know. But so he's he's a CIA summer camp, <laughs> and he gets sent to. London because a bad guy is trying to steal a mind control device that they want to unleash at the G7 summit to take over the world. I guess. And um, Cody Banks has to stop him with the help of uh Anthony Anderson's character, a guy who got sent to London because he was bad at his job, and also 
uh, Hannah from S Club 7. Need I say more? Yeah, can I just say, why are, like, where are all the other spies? <laughs> like, <laughs> why did they send, like, children and an outlawed spy guy to, like, take on this G7 summit crisis? Man, yeah, I, oh, it's so fucked. I and guess it like, can't have been camp. that serious. <laughs> If they were like, yeah, we'll send the fucking teenager. But the queen like, was there. Yeah, we were saying, we're like, how insane to have no security, but you have Agent Cody Banks, the guy who was, like, shunned to London. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, his application process, he said he just, like, signed up for, like, a form that he saw, and they hired him, like, the day later. I'd be toast. I'd be a spy within seconds if that were the case. <laughs> Perhaps I already am. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to put in, like, a real music sting for that, I think. <laughs> I think we're really going to elevate the production value of this bit. But um, <laughs> so, you know, we already kind of know, but I'm going to start really quick. Uh, so Devin and Paige, can you tell me why this is the greatest movie ever made? The soundtrack is so epic. Like anytime <laughs> I, yeah, anytime I hear that jingle, it does something to my body that I cannot describe. Also important to note that whenever they sing war at the end for the G7 <laughs> summit, Come on. How can you not ban behind that? Pun intended. I, I, I can totally like remember like us like getting enough to like, <laughs> like Yeah, we would like, along. We were dancing to, with to, Queen like, Liz. Shit. <laughs> no, but like we'd be like stealing like cookies or like I don't know, like mom and dad would like leave and then like when dad left and we were like going to go like steal cookies, we would be like Yeah. Were you guys probably like fully fledged heists? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Very elaborate heists. You know, like emerge from the man Nicole cover with like a tuxedo on, walk up the street like <laughs> with like a million dollars in the breast pocket. Yeah. But I mean, the movie has a bit of everything you would want in a in a great film. You've got a great soundtrack, a little bit of love interest happening. Summer camp. Summer camp, <laughs> spies, and uh, a dog playing the piano. When you're right, you're right. Boom. I mean, Need I say more? I don't think so. I think that that kind of sums it up. Also, you've got Video Nows, the hit technology that lets you watch black and white cartoons on the world's smallest screen. Hey, is that my Video Now? <laughs> we all... Okay, who here... I'd like to take a poll. Who had a Video Now? I'd never even heard of it. I've never I really heard of it, honestly. You had never heard of it? Mm -mm. What? Really? So, I had one of those bad boys. What did you watch on it? SpongeBob. I had the <laughs> fucking Band Geeks episode on that thing. That's a good um, episode to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. And sorry, it was in black and white? It was absolutely in black and white. The early models were not in color. That's they, so Later, cool. they, they released an update that was like, video now, color. And I'm like, <laughs> it's 2006. How did we not have this figured out <laughs> by now? <laughs> like, um, And they came on these weird small discs. Like you popped it open like a discman and just slapped it in there and had like the world's smallest screen. So like Liam, can you even picture a video now or should I send you like No, no, no. I, I looked it I looked it up, don't worry. After yeah, like, like when they were mentioned you. in the movie, I looked it up after. I'm gonna level with you. It's not a good viewing experience. No, it's it sounds awful. It sounds like <laughs> you know how sometimes people say like something is ahead of its time? This sounds like so the opposite of that. It's like, black I, and white and it's a small screen, but 
What's black quality. and white and red all over? Like if, if I were to, <laughs> Corey, if you have kids and like you tell them that you used a video now, they're gonna think that you also ex- like were there for World War Two. It's insane. <laughs> well, I remember like, when I heard about the Day of Infamy on my video now. <laughs> I was September watching Band 7th, Geeks during the nineteen forty one. A it's day like which meme. will live. Yeah. It's like the meme where it's like the old person and like their like niece or nephew, and the old person's like, "Oh, I used to watch this on my video now," and they're just like, "Okay, Grandpa, time to go to bed." <laughs> Dude, I'm looking up like alternate video now models. Um, they made one in the shape of like the Game Boy Advance SP, so it like folded closed, Whoa. but the screen is still really small. <laughs> Oh no! Like really, really small. <laughs> so how did like the media work on that? Like, was it on like a cartridge? It was on a on, disc. On a disc, like a like a small one, I guess. Yeah, tinier yeah. disc, not quite as small as like a PSP disc, but like, does anybody care about this part about the logistics of using a video now? Probably not. Did you um, have to use headphones? Yeah. Could you use headphones? Yeah. 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 You think this thing had built-in speakers? I, I thought, yeah, I thought maybe it only had built-in speakers. Uh, so your parents just had to be like, "Corey, turn off your video now. I'm on a conference call." Mom, no. this is my favorite part of Band Geeks. <laughs> so just to be clear, I want to make it clear how shitty a video now actually is. Um, each disc could only fit one episode of a show. It was not in color, and it was like 15 frames a second. So it looked like garbage. <laughs> like, do you remember being like stoked on it though? Oh yeah, you kidding? So like, what what was the appeal for you? Uh, I got to watch SpongeBob in a car. Oh, is that you were doing it in the car? Hey, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and I know like that was literally a point in time where some people had like full fledged TV screens in cars. I think that's the issue. I was just too privileged. 2006, I did have little oh, DVD a, screens wait, on the it is back. A little, so. It is a little earlier than I thought. Yeah. It, it came out, the first model came out in 2003, but I don't recall having one as early as 2003, but maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah, dude, even that's pretty late. Like that, The first that's one like, didn't even have a backlight. Like They were not doing shit that the Game Boy fixed in like 1991. Yeah, that sounds rough. It's also a very small part of this movie um, in the grand scheme of things. How many discs would it take to watch Agent Cody Banks 2 on a video now? Can we make that happen? Like like three, right? 90-minute movie. It was a bit over 90, wasn't it? Like a 100-minute movie. It's a luxury. You've got four discs. Four discs and then just like a bunch of bonus features on that last disc. (laughs) When I was young, watching Agent Cody Banks 2 in black and white, we had four intermissions because they had to change the reel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grandpa. Um, So, so Liam, you're, you're a bit of a wild card here. I have no sense of how you feel about Agent Cody Banks. In his in his domestic or international shenanigans, so I'm gonna have to figure that one out. What are your thoughts? Oh, do you want me to just tell you, or like, do you want to like try to figure it out? Oh, you got, like, we some could charts we could, you could cross reference. Use your spy work and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do twenty questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, is it a positive opinion? Yes. Would you? Compare it to 
Uh, fuck. I built myself up for a bit that I cannot execute. <laughs> Terrible on. spy here. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking sweating bullets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning, guys. I'm drowning. Hold on, Liam. If you stay in this interrogation room, can I go take five minutes to like... Yeah, you gotta go cool you down. Stay here and I'm just gonna... I knocked my mic over. That's real. Um, oops. Anyway, did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I liked this movie. I liked it. Um... <laughs> but compared to you guys, I cannot hold a candle. So I'm not even going to pretend to. I can't, like, you guys have decades with this movie and a love for this movie. And it would be, uh, frankly, embarrassing for me to come in and be like, hey, guys, yeah, I love I love Agent Cody Banks, too. Remember, like, the video now thing? No, I'm not there. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was just a fine um, 100 minutes. I'm not, and I never was, super into spy stuff and, like, action movies whether they're kid action movies or not kid action movies so the fact that this wasn't a thing that i was attracted to as a kid you know like i i knew what agent cody banks was and i could have like sought it out back then but i didn't and so i and i haven't grown into the person that would seek it out so it it doesn't hit me the way that like Airbud seventh inning fetch did because that was a, a sports movie that had a dog in it and so that appeals a bit more <laughs> to my sensibilities more but uh, I think Frankie Muniz is a really charming lead. I liked his comedic dynamic with uh, Anthony Anderson, who I also like from this time period. Like he's hilarious in Scary Movie Three, so I'm down with that. Um, and I, I thought it was a, a pleasant 100 minutes. I, I did enjoy myself. Yeah. Nice, dude. Uh, I have a very similar assessment i had a pretty good time i got a level with everybody though i did like cringe out of my skin during the song at the end. no <laughs> i was it's I so was absurd like, i was like okay we're we're doing it and then i'm like okay he's got like a headband and he's really up there and he's really going for it the and song like, the song at the end like is trying to channel I feel like, okay, so you know, like that video of influencers that was circling around, like at the beginning of the pandemic where they were all singing Imagine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they were trying to channel this moment in Agent Cody Banks too when they sing War, but they just like couldn't achieve it because it's hard to replicate. Because it's giving off <laughs> grade seven, eight band. <laughs> <laughs> like this moment could save the world if it needed to. And it did. It did back then, yeah. It's, it's true, uh, yeah. Do you think that this is a movie that you could show to kids today and they would be stoked? No. <laughs> you don't think so? It's not their time? I think it could be generational. I don't know. I think it could be something that everyone appreciates. It's kind of cringe. Oh, absolutely. Whenever you watch it back at this ripe age, some of it's a little tough to digest. But, but I think it's like, I think it's good cringe. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, enjoyable. Like it it's spot. enjoyable cringe. Like there's there's a line in the movie where um Victor Diaz is talking about or not Victor Diaz, uh Miss Lord Kensworthy or whatever the heck that guy's <laughs> name is. Uh he's talking about how he wants to replace like the St. Paul's <laughs> Cathedral, like <laughs> with a statue of himself and the dog that plays the piano. And he's it's just like so absurd. And I feel like I don't know, you'd never be able to have even like entertained that thought in today's day and age with all like the heritage 
groups. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was just like the most absurd reveal I've ever seen. In- you're like, like, you're like, you can't make jokes about world heritage sites like this anymore. In yeah, he'd be canceled. <laughs> you can't talk about getting rid of St. Paul's anymore. It's just not the same. Or like, yeah. the, there's like the pee scene. I'm like, do kids have pee humor still? I don't know. They oh, gotta. Sure. There's no I shot like, they yeah. don't have. They call it piss humor though, because they're like advanced and <laughs> on the internet. C- coming back to this movie now as an adult, like there's so much of like, the overarching narrative that's kind of sus that like I didn't really like think about when I was a kid. Like the fact that you know the guy who like keeps this like conservatory in his like stately country home is also like perfecting like mind control and he like has a bunch of like random kids from around the world sleeping in his house like i don't know (laughs) i just like think that that's kind of weird um and i didn't realize that before but revisiting it like after all these years i i think that this movie is like still fucking great and like what incredible pacing um I honestly would give this movie, like, if we ranked movies with numbers, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. If we ranked movies, you can. You, it doesn't have to be entirely hypothetical. <laughs> You're allowed to if you this want. This movie gets a 10 out of 10 from me. Mitchell, what's your favorite part? Yeah. Mm, honestly, Corey, I'm against I didn't you. ask. What the heck? So, <laughs> so it happened. So Someone's I'm against voice. you. My favorite part is the finale with the, the song and the cross-cutting. Like, instead of showing us, like, basic instinct cross-cutting in film 1000, they should have shown us this. Because <laughs> it's a masterwork of just, like, showing two events going on. And the action in this film is, like, very legible. And they do very little, like, work with CGI. Unlike the original movie where, like, I feel like that final like flying snowboard chase is like all cgi um but this movie like has very few uses of it and the action is legible and well edited so i would say it's that final sequence where they're like destroying the queen's like treasury or whatever (laughs) um but yeah yeah shout out to denis that's probably like the most intense scene in all of cinematic history Yeah, but there's so much like early 2000s cringe in this. Like the way that like the German kid introduces himself, like oh, with the, with like the peace sign, he's like peace. Like <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> it feels like very much of that era. Yeah, what? Yeah, ev- nobody knew at the time, but everybody in like 2004 was a dork. Yeah, <laughs> and you know we have the benefit of hindsight. And there's also that like fire in the hole scene with the Mentos. Can we? You know, we should really mm-hmm. dive into. The dental scene on the double decker bus. Please, you've been talking about this. Man, the trauma that scene carries, I cannot believe. (laughs) I don't know what it is. For starters, I think he's like the scientist, the dentist, the doctor. I'm not sure what he does, but he's got the absolutely gnarly haircut. The guy that everyone slaps all the time. Yeah, but the real real brutal vibes on that guy. (laughs) It's just horrific. That scene, I don't know what it is, but the fact that they're just like, they have the CIA director... And they're, like, in his mouth, just, like, removing everything, popping in the mind control. And then they they have to use, like, the Mentos to get Cody's mind control out. I don't know what it was, but as a kid, that traumatized me. And even watching it back today, I went and made dinner halfway through because I was like, I don't know if I can, 
I don't know if I can sit through this all. It's to just this day, heavy. Devin has never been on a bus. <laughs> to this day, I have never sat on the top of a double-decker bus. Yeah. I've never been to the dentist. <laughs> that scene, that seems scary because they're wearing like those weird sunglasses too, and they're like, "This is the safest place in the whole city." Also, aren't there other like tourists on top of the bus? Yeah, they're know. just they're just like hanging out, shooting the scenery. They're like, "It's beautiful up here." You're like, "Wow, but- London sure is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this is Jolly London Town. Yeah, Mobile dentist, that. what a great idea. It's like that scene where Anthony Anderson has to steal that guy's uh like moped yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and he just keeps saying tough tiddly, and I'm like, is this what British people are like? <laughs> Do people say this? That is a great um, exchange, and that scene is so good, like when he drives the motorbike through like the the glass pane to save the day. Very good. I'll have to, I would have to say Anthony Anderson's character is probably my favorite in this movie. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I think he's he got so many. He's got so many good lines. Like he is like the glue holding this. Like the bit where he's like got like the lobster in the smoke yeah. alarm while he's talking to his boss is like hilarious. And I mean, Agent Cody Banks is so unlikable in the beginning. Oh. He's such a oh. jerk. You think he's a, what? What did he do? Oh, he's he's so awful. He's like. Uh, he was like, I, there was a moment he was like fat shaming. He like, is doing that, yeah. Yeah, he was doing some fat they shaming. All are. He's also just <laughs> yeah. snarky as hell. Like he is so snarky with everyone. He's just like that, like golden boy pompous attitude. Like fresh he knows out of he's like, got paramil- it though. Like, he's that's fresh the out of paramilitary school, right? Like he he thinks he's like ready to like. <laughs> isn't it not paramil? Isn't it summer camp? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, Mitch. I think I feel like you forgot the part where all the parents show up and he's at summer camp. Yeah, but like it's pretty much just like the like the, the school of Americas or something. You know, like that's that's what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just summer camp. I think the nah. craziest part is whenever the parents come for Parents Day and Cody instantly just starts talking about the stock market with this. <laughs> Yeah, that shit is deranged. Like, dude, you've just made me realize the worst thing is that if they made this movie now, like, it would... Agent Cody Banks would be, like, deep into crypto. (laughs) He'd be talking about NFTs with his dad. (laughs) Dude, we could make a lot of money with Agent Cody Banks NFTs, I think. I think we have a market. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's a quote from, like, that first part of the movie, and it's, like, one of those... One of the, like random kids at the summer camp and it's just like you know us usa first cody bank second then mom and apple pie tie for third yeah that kid is so cursed i've it's always like- thought that kid was a shit like ever since <laughs> i was a kid. we were watching it last night and we, we were saying that we remembered you not liking that kid yeah, like i oh. distinctly remember mitchell having a bone to pick with this kid. yeah well he's like like the totem pole is going for him in slow motion and his jaws just slack johnny so like cody help like <laughs> it's the way he look. says cody too yeah. there's just and something the about he, it he like ties that soldier's boots together and he's like <laughs> checkmate or like whatever i don't know what he says <laughs> chips ahoy <laughs> pepsi <laughs> yeah, they, video now they jump the shark <laughs> man what is it so i think wh- this movie has a lot of product placement in it um for various things whether it be video now or pepsi but it's so weird when they're in like the spy taxi and they hide all of their tech supplies behind like a Pepsi fridge. Cause why would that be in the car anyway? Like that's not a good hiding method. 
No. Right? Like <laughs> also like it's not even that secret. Like most like luxury like town cars that you can buy like that have all that shit in there anyway. They have Pepsi fridges? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, just like watch like I don't know, like like Google like a nice like Rolls Royce or something. There's like fridges in those things. They've got like TVs in there. They've got full staff. Yeah. They got Kumar. <laughs> yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah. That guy rules. You know what else? You know what else I have a bone to pick with Cody Banks having an attitude is whenever he comes off the plane and they bring him into the car and they start to play some like old school rap music and he's just having none of it. He's like, you're going to blow our cover. Come on. Come That's on. That's just racism. I think. <laughs> is Agent Cody Banks an NFT loving stock market playing racist? Who's to say? Hot take. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> I think that he's just got some stuff that he needs to answer for. Um, and we're going to call him out on it, even though this came out in like 2004. <laughs> look, somebody has to do it. Um, man, I'm reading the Wikipedia plot summary right now, and I've, I missed a line here. That's so funny. Uh, they describe Emily as... A fellow student who, similar to Cody, is actually a British Scotland Yard undercover operative. <laughs> but the phrase similar to Cody is so funny. Like, oh yeah, they're just the same, you know, just classic spy shit. But um Yeah, were you guys surprised when there was the plot twist? <laughs> wouldn't she technically be with like MI5? Because like Scotland Yard is like the police. Maybe she's a cop. Maybe. In which case, I regret to say a cab, but I have to. I'm obligated. <laughs> but I say it with a heavy heart because she seems cool. Uh, I also I wasn't that surprised with the twist. I didn't remember it, but also like she's the only member of the band who gets to talk for more than like five seconds. <laughs> so, we were saying anytime any other member of the band talks, it's giving off like high school play. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also just like obsessed with Cody Banks. Oh yeah, which is like this is like I. The three dudes that wrote this just really wanted to be, like, really cool in high school. And it does feel like a little bit of wish fulfillment. Yeah, I could see that. But also, like, it's very funny that uh, <laughs> that other girl walks in to his bedroom and tells him that he snores. And when he says that he doesn't, she pulls out a fucking stereo and she has recorded him snoring to prove that she's right. She's got the receipt. Honestly, yeah. She said, oh, you want proof? Yeah. Look, I know that we're woodwind buddies, but I'm not letting you get away with this. That's proper spy shit. Yeah. Always got to keep your documents. Listen, that's some scholastic book fair ass spy equipment. <laughs> Because we're woodwind buddies, I think you should get your tonsils checked out so you can play the clarinet better. Yeah. Mitch, that's what you would do with your watch, eh? You just go around, like, recording people <laughs> snoring just in case you got to blackmail them with it later. Yeah, pretty much. I love it. So, like, Liam, what were moments that stuck out to you? Because, yeah, this just feel like a weird movie to talk about because it's just, like, it's very straightforward, but then some of the bits are just so wild. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, like a lot of it, as, even though I was enjoying what I was witnessing, like most of it just kind of went in one ear and out the other. Um, I liked, I liked the pee scene. I think piss humor is pretty funny. So <laughs> I like the Anthony fart Anderson. scene. The I like fart that scene one in the elevator. Oh, the fart. Yeah. But yeah, the pee scene is good, and then the the cop or whatever the is he a cop? I don't Security. know. He goes on to like eat the sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
Um, I liked I liked the musical sequence. I do love that song. So I thought it was just a that was refreshing. I, I do think War is bad. So I was happy to see it. And you know what? To be fair, whenever I forget his name, but the German character pulled on that headband, you knew it was going to go off. It's go time. <laughs> yeah, the gloves are off. Um, what's that kid's name? I know the actor's name, but what's the it's like Burkamp something. Burkamp on double bass, <laughs> brought to us by Alfie Allen. Mm, Alfie Allen is a great name too. It's good. It sounds made up, but like, are all names? Wow. Podcast over. <laughs> Damn. I guess. Well, they, look. If all names were made up, why did I get roasted so hard for saying Denique song? <laughs> I guess, well, but you, you gotta, you make up the name and you assign a pronunciation to that name. And I just, I don't know if croissant is the proper pronunciation. Do you think it's crossing? That sounds more accurate to me, Corey. Dennis Crossin. It does. Denis Crossin. Because if, if, if they intended for it to be croissant, you think they would just, they would spell it that way. Like the who's food. they? Who's like they the intended? People, the higher like the power invented his name he, centuries his ago. Well, no, it's, ago. it's his last it's name. So someone <laughs> deep down the line had to come up with his last name. The croissant bloodline. That's right. You had to take it up with them. Oh my god! Holy shit! Um, can we talk about how fucking insane? that like mad scientist guy is oh he gives me the creep is this the one that everyone's yeah. off on the head because I, no. I took a i took a note about this guy because he, uh, he's always scared me the fact that his lips are like visibly wet from like just like splashing tea and he's got like this slight sort of like vincent price lisp and eyebrow i don't know it's scary and he's just like like shrieking and hollering and like hopping up and down and yeah, yeah his lab almost catches on fire and he just like, <laughs> like doesn't give a damn just kind of like cackling <laughs> like a weird dude yeah he just loses everything he's worked on and he's like do to do fire <laughs> so messed up i'm gonna play like also like i know the best way to solve my mind control cody banks problem i'm gonna play a boxing video game that has the people in real life in the game and try to like control them with this like suitcase computer oh wait are you are you talking about the um am i confusing my mad scientists yeah i feel like they're like two kind of like creepy (laughs) scientists (laughs) mitchell is talking about the one who like oh he's talking about the dude in the the dude in the crypt with the fucked up yeah Yeah. and then there's there's the bad guy with the fucked up vibe yeah there's two like creepy bad (laughs) i'm I'm talking about like the like the q guy and like the tower of london like attraction or whatever the hell it is yeah it's like the jack the ripper yeah it's like the house of respect (laughs) this dude could be jack the ripper the vibes are but yeah both are both are awful yeah, I think that, the, but also if they made a movie about both of them together, like I'd be curious. Oh, I feel like it's like a double negative, right? Where it could be a great movie. <laughs> well, like, yeah, <laughs> I zoned out for a minute. Are you saying Agent Cody Banks hunts down Jack the Ripper? What? Oh. <laughs> no. Okay. Does Jack the Ripper sell NFTs in this scenario? <laughs> How are we capitalizing on the NFT possibilities here? More ideas for Agent Cody Banks 3. 
we gotta close out that trilogy. <laughs> Someone has to do it. it Someone looked, has to. <laughs> okay, if they made Agent Cody Banks three, like, what is your pitch? Oh. What do you want to see? And also, is he still like a teenager, or is this like adult man Cody Banks? I feel like it has to be adult man Cody Banks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Either that, or you would have to like. Frankie Muniz, you know, would look like his mid thirty year old self, but they would just say in the movie like that the last year of of agenting really aged him, but it's still like two thousand five. <laughs> He's actually just sex sixteen and a half. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, set, that's a hard set, year, man. It's set like the next day after this movie ends. It's actually yeah, just, just on the drive home it. from camp. <laughs> <laughs> look, those Mentos do a lot to a person. Okay, they. Those are not safe for consumption. Yeah, I don't know what I would make the plot. What What would you guys make the plot? I would kind of like a, a rated R Cody Banks. Like he, he's just still like an John agent. Wick Cody and it's Banks. just like, yeah, you just do like a John Wick, James Bond type thing. Because I don't want to see Agent Cody Banks with kids and like his kids are agents. They've done that too many times yeah. with like Spy, Spy Kids 4 kids. and like just trying to pass the baton. We don't need the baton passed. There's only one Agent Cody Banks. He's not going to just like retire. Maybe he's going to become a race car driver for a little bit, but eventually he'll realize his, his calling as being an agent. And I want to see him do one last uh, crime solve in his mid 30s. Hmm. It's got to be so epic, though. What what I would like to see, I think, in my version would be Cody Banks, like now he's just kind of old. He's doing a bunch of desk work at the CIA. He can't get out and save the day. And nobody knows about his past glories with how many times he saved the world. And he just sinks deeper. Which is twice. And he just sinks deeper and deeper into that desk chair every day, moving the papers around. And he feels that he's owed something nowadays. That now that he's... Uh, you know, getting on in the years and and has saved the world twice. And it's really, he's not married. He doesn't have any kids. And he's just like going to work day in, day out. Mitch, are you pitching like <laughs> Agent Cody Banks by way of falling down? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, uh, is he going to go, is he going to go shoot somebody in a fast food restaurant or something? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No, I he's gonna like... figure. He's gonna figure out how to like have a scam and pull a fast one on. Uh... Oh, it's like so. It's like Ocean's Eleven, Cody Banks. <laughs> no, it's really just like tax fraud, Cody Banks. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of tax fraud, Cody Banks, Mitch. But I'm gonna add on one more little thing. Make it still based in London, but this time London, Ontario. Yes. This the CIA also stands for some like boring Canadian thing. Like he's kind of moved on. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. We have to downsize the scale here quite a bit. (laughs) He's actually just working for, like, it's not, it's he's, like, security at this point. He's chilling. Yeah, it's something else. But it has to be based in London, Ontario. And then as a bit, he could go to Paris, Ontario for a bit. (laughs) I'm just spitballing. (laughs) No, I think you've really got something going here. And there's got to be a guy who wants to put up a statue of himself in London, Ontario. Oh, I'm and sure. Everybody, and everybody just sort of shrugs and goes, okay. <laughs> like, sure, man. We need something. Kind of get people over here. <laughs> oh, man. No, I think this has a lot of potential. 
from like 1959 to 1984, London, Ontario was the world's serial killer capital. Oh, no shot. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dare I say we bring it back in time then? But I didn't say bring it back, like bring back the murder. It's <laughs> like, that is a hot take for this podcast. So now we're picturing this more like Agent Cody Banks is like a James Bond-esque like name that you get if you're like a cool spy kid. So now we have like 1950s Cody Banks. Exactly. Instead of being in the future, he's actually 1950s Cody Banks in London, Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing minds with this video now. Uh, and they're like it's black and white we have technicolor it's got like yeah, yeah giant cathode ray tubes in it <laughs> it's like you have to lug it around on wheels like a suitcase <laughs> um does he still play the clarinet well did he ever play the clarinet yeah what an awful instructor do you Gosh. think he learned after that just to like remember the good times because let's be honest, he never went back to London. Like they did not work together again. I don't. Think. I think maybe in Mitchell's movie, like when he's old and he's sitting at his desk, maybe <laughs> he he knows how to play the clarinet. Then maybe the whole movie is just about old Cody Banks trying to teach himself how to play clarinet <laughs> while his life falls apart. It's like the conversation he's sitting in like a dilapidated room, just playing the clarinet. He's still the wearing end. his retainer that cranks up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they're not making this movie today. Like, you it's, can greenlight this right now. I also want to talk about that retainer. There is literally nothing subtle about him moving his, his mouth is wide open. <laughs> it's literally horrific. There's, yeah. He's like a very discreet way to listen into other conversations as he's just like making it. The, it's, his mouth is cranked open the widest it's ever like been. Jutting his jaw. Yeah. It's you know that squinting? If you walked into a room and there was a kid in the corner just with his mouth open with his tongue going everywhere and you're just like, what are you doing? I'd be like, sitting on the other side of the room. I'd be avoiding him at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because when they age it down to be a kid, there is like spy elements that don't translate super well. And I feel like that's one of them where it's like, why does the gadget have to be... <laughs> Mentos. feel like a like a 16 year old would have it like it doesn't need to be a retainer like <laughs> you can just put something in his ear yeah literally like, anything else. <laughs> but they're like no we gotta have to make it work yeah kids love mentos nowadays look at how much these kids eat mentos <laughs> i think they probably saw like one video of like coke and mentos and they were like here's a concept the kids <laughs> they love don't need the coke to explode it it just happens and then they were like, guys, we couldn't get the Coca-Cola company. How do we feel about Pepsi? And they were like, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'd rather get the Coca-Cola company so we could do Coke and Mentos. But Coke guess- and Mentos had a time, like, during this period. There were those guys oh, yeah. who, like, had, like, like I guess, like, they would arrange it to, like, explode and, like, sync with, like, music. Oh, yeah. It had a chokehold over the early internet. It did. <laughs> the kids on TikTok just don't understand. How powerful it was to watch Mentos go into a Coke bottle. Yeah, or you would just like slam people like slamming like the two liter of Coke with like the Mentos in it, and it would just like go flying like a rocket or like bounce flying towards your friends and family. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it would harm everybody you love, (laughs) but it was really funny. Oh man, something that impresses me about the movie is how like 
how they got such a good Queen Liz lookalike. <laughs> I got. Was I, am I fucked up for saying that, that that Liz looked like she had maybe seen better days? Oh. Like, <laughs> the, the royal family's gonna come for you after this podcast. <laughs> it's been real, Corey. <laughs> it's been real. Yeah, but no, like that's fair. But I mean, she did look a lot like her, though. It did look pretty good. It just, you know, it's it's funny how they were like, "Well, we gotta have the queen here. We gotta find somebody who looks like the queen. We need to get the queen." I wonder mm-hmm. what that audition process looked like. Just a whole bunch of queens out in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be hilarious. Like, the the prime minister of the UK is like clearly fake, right? Like it's the fictional guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, couldn't you have just done? Is Queen Liz <laughs> too popular to not um just do like a fictional queen? Like it needs to be. It's like, well, everybody knows Liz. I also love that we're just calling her Queen Liz. Like, yeah, <laughs> my girl. It's it's the vibe. It's what she is. Sure. There's another. Uh, there's another bit of British royalty in this movie, but not in the way that you would think. Um, oh, what, the like guy, the man who William plays Shakespeare Ar- cameo. No, the man who plays like that sort of um, constable that reprimands Cody Banks, where it's like, oh yeah, he's like, I think that's for you. That's Ron the same Weasley's man. Dad. Who, yeah, who plays Arthur Weasley? So, um, yeah. Sorry, I that beat you to the cool. chase. My bad. <laughs> she got yeah. Corey, re- Corey redact that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just, she just completely scooped you. <laughs> yeah, redact. He's just like, blah, 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 Arthur Weasley. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch, you were saying something. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just saying that it was Arthur um, Arthur Weasley. No, I was doing the joke still. <laughs> the bit. <laughs> the banter. Mitch, you got to keep up. We, we're moving fast. Are there any like big moments that we're missing that we want to make sure that we cover. One part I think is strange, not necessarily a big moment, but whenever they're all big moments. Well, let's be that's honest. you know, you're right. My bad. A big moment that I would like to share with the class is whenever they like walk in before they like the the group performs for Queen Liz, and they're like, guys. We're secret agents and everyone laughs. And then Cody, for whatever reason, just show this guy has him on his head. Yeah, it beats <laughs> like, the crap out of it. In what way are you fighting someone and they end up doing a headstand? And his jacket's on like backwards. Yeah. I'm like, what did Cody do and why couldn't they show us how it ended up like that? <laughs> because you'd have to be a secret agent to know. Huge. To un- you don't, yeah, like the human mind can't comprehend. You need to wear Mitchell's backwards mirror glasses to actually <laughs> see what happened. It's like an optical illusion. Yeah. Like otherwise, it doesn't look like anything. The old motion detectors I used to have would be going crazy. Right? <laughs> One of the things that was crazy to me is like the scene where they go into the hospital. Um, it wasn't a hospital. Well, they're 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 in he like was that. pretending it was a hospital, wasn't it? I. I guess not. But like when they're they're in that like hospital area, there's like people like smoking cigs inside which i thought was like crazy i was like what well they're the bad guys (laughs) yeah but also smoking indoors was outlawed in britain in 2007 so which this was before yeah so they were totally allowed yeah this movie was brought to you by pepsi and also like philip morris yeah (laughs) (laughs) like those were the two big ones um I just one thing I want to mention. I thought it was weird that they were like, "This movie's been going really well." You know what we haven't done enough of? Um, making fun of cultural clothing seemed like a needless oh. choice. Yeah, big yeah. yikes! Yeah, yeah not like, cute. <laughs> no, just like, oh, why are you wearing a dress? And it's just like, are we? Do we have to do this bit? You could do so many other jokes that aren't this joke, man. Yeah, come on, Cody Banks. Yeah, there's definitely some suspect moments there, like culturally throughout the movie. Yeah. 
I wanted Cody Banks to be more culturally sensitive as a 16 year old in 2004. Yeah, are we canceling him today? I think we could. We he's, he might he's, have been. He's probably into crypto and like he's all kinds of whack shit. Yeah. We could be the people who bring him down just to raise him up with a third movie. Like we could do a redemption arc for Cody Banks. That's what it could be. From from the sounds of what we've discussed, though, for the third movie, I don't know if it would be a redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> and more of a disaster arc, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's worth a shot. I will, um, I will say the, the end of the movie is very wholesome, in my opinion. Like, yeah, you just, you you just kind of leave camp. it feeling really nice. You know, Derek becomes the, the camp counselor. Mm. The vibes are he, good. He gets some chocolate surprise. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gets some kid to make him some chocolate surprise. <laughs> Insane. You know who else I feel like we haven't spoken enough in, about in this is Cody's younger brother, who continues to be like, Cody says he's in the CIA and just no one believes him. And they're all like, yeah, okay. It's just brutal. Yeah. I did like that actor. Do we know if he's in the first one, the little brother? Ooh, I have to uh, I yes. believe he is, but let me double check. He was good. I mean, I, I'm down for him to return in the third one. As, Liam's as, like as Oscar, Oscar moment. Yeah. Liam, I regret to inform you that he has not acted since 2011. Oh, well, yeah, all the well, is he dead? Oh, no, he's, he's okay. Very yeah, no, much cool. Alive. All, all the better to bring him back for number three. Brush it off. The true yeah. fans will know. I'm like, and, dare uh, I say he could be Cody Banks? He has a true communist <laughs> moment in the end, where he's like, "We will share everything, comrade." <laughs> yeah, this could be like a this could be like a, a Sub Zero Mortal Kombat situation where one brother dies and then the other brother takes that name and just keeps doing the shit he was doing brilliant yeah it's like we have Absolutely cody banks brilliant. cody banks is trying to like overthrow a government because the cia does that and then you know it doesn't go great and then we have to have redemption arc cody banks which is secretly alex banks <laughs> take my money now i would watch that <laughs> i would watch that sign me up dude like we need to cash in on this quick. <laughs> How do we get in touch with Connor Widows? <laughs> Someone call me. He's, he's from Canada. We can just find him. Yeah, guys, I think we have a chance at getting this movie produced because I listened to Corey read off all the cast and crew at the beginning, and like, they're not that much better than us, right? I think we could do it. <laughs> Huge. I love that. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Agent Cody Banks too? You know what makes me upset and sad about it? Um. It like barely made its money back, and it just shows that people have bad taste. Yeah, yeah. His budget was twenty six million, and it made twenty eight point eight million dollars. I bet you wow. it did good on DVD, though. I bet you know if they could, if they it did great on video now. We watched that DVD millions, yeah. millions. <laughs> 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 I lived my entire childhood watching Agent Cody Banks. Mitchell could too. LARP. <laughs> a one man show. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> fucking to kill a mockingbird's really cool, but <laughs> I think that we should do Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, stage production, award winning. That's some real Mitch lore too. <laughs> it is. You know? It's true lore. Yeah, oh, I, I long for the stage. 
<laughs> I long for Cody Banks. You know, I do have to say the guy who plays like Mr. Banks, like Cody Banks' father. <laughs> yeah, Papa Banks. Yeah, he gives like such a typical sort of fatherly performance. Like it's like like peak, um, like cliche dad. Like honestly, and I, I I'm I'm the man to sort of point out that performance because on all my acting careers, I've only played like goofy dads. If it ain't broke, right? Yeah, so did you like mm. it? Is this a criticism or a No, I think he does it greatly. I think it's but I think he plays up all those basic uh well, I mean, it's more the writing that is the limitations. I think the performance is good. Apparently sure. this actor is in The Lords of Salem. He's a oh. good actor. I've seen him in a number of things. He's also in Lost in the first season. Uh, oh, yeah. he's really funny in that. And famously US Marshals. Yep. Um also Hall- the Halloween 2 Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, he's he's a friend of a uh, of Robert, I think. Evidently, because the more I scroll, the more I see those. Uh, also, speaking of Cody Banks' parents, um, his mom is the most like motherly mom character to like ever exist in the history of the world. Agree. It's he's got the good most... parents. He's got yeah, like. Are they so, good though? Because they don't know yeah. what he is up to. And, and also, <laughs> he's got oblivious parents. They won't let him take like nail cutters. <laughs> Like kind they, of, they take his death like the CIA is giving Agent Cody Banks a gun that year. Like they need to like, <laughs> yeah, step it up. It makes me all the more interested in Cody Banks three. What is Cody Banks gonna do without his parents? Perhaps something Aww. is happening. Are his parents we, gone? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think I feel like you're editorializing. <laughs> Liam's killed off the Banks family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's just the two brothers left. Dead They're parents orphans. and a strange brother. <laughs> and they've got to figure out what to do. Liam's is like, if we let this podcast go on indefinitely, by the end of this, we will come up with the most grim movie ever told. <laughs> yeah, I'm already on route. It's already there. <laughs> it's going to be like Russian literature from like the 19th century. And it's then, like Dostoyevsky, but Cody And Banks then Mr. Banks it. died in the cold. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's got me thinking in Agent Cody Banks 3, what is Cody Banks going to do without any of his limbs? I think we got to figure it out. <laughs> Wowee, dude. That's dark. It is dark. Is that do we want to end on the dark note? I feel like that's a great place. <laughs> I, I honestly I agree. It's yeah, what we're gonna pick up with Cody Banks 3, so why not? Yeah. Uh, Beans on also, toast? Weird. Are, are we just gonna <laughs> Are we just gonna call it Agent Cody Banks, but the E in Agent is a three? Yes. Oh. No. No, oh, I, th- I I think they're gonna do like that. the what a bad idea. <laughs> I, I feel the, like I I think the answer is yes. It's gonna do like the dramatic like Rocky Balboa sort of thing where there's no Co- no numbers and it's Cody just Banks. gonna be called like yeah Cody Banks or just Banks. You know why I don't we so. why don't we just Cody. not put anything on it and it's just like the London skyline. Yeah, Ontario. it's the first ever <laughs> untitled movie ever made. <laughs> the title is Photo of London look. Ontario <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> they'll take one look and they'll say, "Oh yeah, this is Cody Banks three. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> holy shit! I'm waiting my this whole could, life for this. This could be huge for London Ontario. They don't have a lot going on. How did? Why did we decide like? London, Ontario, just because, like, London, England. Yeah, that's the Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I built it, like, around a river, too, which is, like, the small river Thames. (laughs) 
more like the river sticks because Cody Banks is in some danger. <laughs> it also makes it easier for all of us to get a role in the film. If we oh, that's true. If shoot it in London. Huge. So would we be like extras? We could Me all be in the gritty? band. <laughs> we could all be in the band. <laughs> can, I, can I actually sign up to have Cody Banks kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I want I want my death to be the first on-screen murder committed by Cody Banks. Yeah. I want Cody Banks to put me on my head and then kill me. <laughs> I mean, I can remember Dude. it being 2004 and I was just watching Cody Banks 2 and I was like, Frankie Muniz, please step on my face so now we can get to that point. It'll happen. <laughs> This, this one goes out to all the kids that grew up with a crush on Frankie <laughs> Muniz. If you sign up to be an extra in our movie, he will kill you. <laughs> he Hell will yeah. put the Mentos in your mouth and hold it shut. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've just discovered that um, like the, there's a Harley Quinn cartoon for adults. And I've just discovered that um, Frankie Muniz played himself on that show. Weird. Which feels like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's an icon. <laughs> but it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a real man. Arthur used to do that a lot. Arthur had like Matt Damon on it and the Backstreet Boys and stuff. I feel like we haven't peaked. We've, or rather, we did peak. Not what I said. The opposite of that, actually. I think we peaked when um, Frankie Muniz played Buddy Holly in Walk Hard. Damn. It was really all downhill from there. That makes a lot of sense. God, that movie's great. Yeah. Okay, I have so much think, more to, to contribute. I think we're well on our way to getting Agent Cody Banks 3 greenlit. I'd say um, so. And in the meantime, uh, while we need some inspiration, uh, Liam, you could tell us what we're gonna what we're gonna watch next week. Sure, yeah. We're not generoing. That shit's done. Done and dusted. Sorry, Chaz. Yeah. Um, I've been struggling. I've been going back and forth all episode as we've been talking about Cody Banks um, and you guys have been bringing up different uh, different sort of sources of inspiration all these action movies and I pick a lot of horror movies on, on this podcast Devin and Paige I really like horror movies but Mitch with him going out on a limb and picking Agent Cody Banks 2 and then Corey picking Looney Tunes back in action you guys are just like coming in with the heaters and I feel like I have to do something similar. So I need to stray. Are these heaters or just movies we saw when we were children? That's true. Hey, maybe I need to follow that pattern. I didn't even consider that. They're just different from what, what you would normally do, right? Like they're not black and white from the first year of cinema. And uh, God Corey, I don't really know what your type is to be fair. Don't make this about, don't make Good this vibes. about my taste. Don't Okay, um, I'll just pick a movie that I want to see. How about that? Yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we cover another action movie next week? But um, you don't like action movies, I thought. You're, this, you're going way off script. No, I know it's true, but I also, I don't want to pick another horror movie, and uh, I do want to see this action movie. Um, so I want to watch, Devin and Paige, you are more than welcome to come if you would like. I want to watch uh, John Wick Chapter Three. That's oh, I, I saw okay. that. I've seen it before. Sweet. I've also seen Is that it with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. With who? <laughs> what? Keanu? <laughs> Wait, you said Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Is that with Keanu Reeves? 
Is that what Tanique was saying? Was saying? <laughs> uh, how did I? What? What? Ki, ki, Keanu. Keanu. What did oh, I damn. say? Keanu. <laughs> um, Isn't yeah. that the German word for cinema? Him. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He, he's t- he's the titular agent, John Wick. <laughs> Why'd you say titular like that? <laughs> Um, okay, so John Wick three is the one. Doesn't that have a movie have a subtitle? We gotta get yeah, three. Parabellum. What does that mean? Do we know? <laughs> you guys have seen the movie. You tell me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like used in relation to like like bullet cartridges. Like I think. Yeah. I think if so, like you can have like a parabellum round. I don't know what it means though. I'm pretty sure we took it in a geometry. It's like a big curving line. Isn't that a parabola? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I made a joke quietly to Paige about Lady Antebellum. So <laughs> Why did you make the joke louder? That's so, that sounds really funny. Well, the Parabellum period came before. I love Picasso's Parabellum period. <laughs> um, okay, that's cool. That's way out of left field for Liam. That's pretty exciting. I actually watched the first one like a couple months ago again. So I feel pretty primed and ready to go. Sweet. Um. So now that we've got that set up, it is, uh, we'll wrap up, but Devin and Paige, thank you so much for coming on for this absolutely chaotic Cody Banks discussion. It was, it was a blast. So thank you. Thank you so much, Corey, Liam and Mitchell for having us on. It was a, it was a great time. Yeah. There's nothing we love more than talking agent Cody Banks too, and going a little <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> and it's, we're, it's kind of our thing. Absolutely. We're going to go eat some Mentos now. <laughs> Honestly, same. Dare I say, have some Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, end it all. Stay, same time. <laughs> we're getting all. crazy over here. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to like plug or give any shout, shout outs um, to? Shout or out just- friends, family. Um, folks back home <laughs> yeah thank you to our parents yeah thank you for our parents for giving mitchell this christmas gift in 2004 <laughs> we do really owe we owe your parents a lot for this episode especially mm. otherwise liam and i are just here like okay cody banks <laughs> we, some work triplets well. we could talk to about this movie yeah we gotta find a couple or i guess a few i guess a couple doesn't really <laughs> a trio well, it's, um, it's been very fun, but yeah, we don't have anything to plug. We're just happy to come on and chat. <laughs> that's cool, and you're welcome back anytime. If there are any other childhood classics you wanna you wanna drudge up or any other reason, we are we are all ears. Oh, brilliant! And uh, now now you get to experience this, uh, Mitch. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Was that a can? Are you crushing a can? Oh gosh! So uh, yeah, don't he know if you guys have ever seen that side of your brother, but there it is. Oh, they have. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt in my mind, dude. So every time I ask him for plugs, he just gets up and leaves. Brilliant. I respect that. Yeah. So he's done. He's got a bit, and he's sticking to it. It's true. He very rarely breaks it, which I honestly commend. Uh, although once he did come back to do an impression of Russell Oliver the Cashman. <laughs> Let's end the podcast before that happens. <laughs> so Liam, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, I got a Twitter and Letterboxd account, Graham the Mallow. 
uh yeah you can find me on uh twitter and letterboxd as well at mr Corey price you can listen to the other podcast i do uh mk podcast with our friend neil where we're talking about mortal Kombat conquest we're doing like tv show commentaries we're also reading some comic books that's mkpodquest.com uh thank you all once again for listening to this episode of they made another one you can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everywhere else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at TMAOPodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your pitch for Agent Cody Banks 3. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson. You can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. Thank you again to Devin and Paige for stopping by and having this chat with us. And we will catch you next week for the unexpected John Wick 3 pick. And they made another one? Hello. And that's it. I'm Russell Oliver. You motherfucker, Mitch. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, no. Diamond